Thank you for joining me for this solo episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm Carrie Bishke, your host of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast and founder of Ready, Set, Mindful. This solo episode, we're going to piggyback off of our latest guest episode with Molly Caramel and talk about body image, uh, athletes' complex relationship to food and the pressure in sport and how pressure can exacerbate anxiety and impact body image for athletes. Make sure to stay with us for the whole episode as we'll talk actionable tips and tools that can help you improve your performance, your relationship to your body and to food. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on this solo episode as we dive deep into all things body image and we discuss your relationship as an athlete to food and how your body image impacts performance. So if you haven't listened to the most recent guest episode, uh, episode eight with Molly Caramel, there's just so much to unpack, so much that I wanted to unpack and do a solo episode about specifically pertaining to athletic performance and body image. In the athletic world, body image is a conversation that often isn't talked about enough, but it's something that athletes think about all the time, their perception of themselves in their bodies and their perception of how their bodies perform and what they should be doing and how they should be looking. And it's a conversation that often doesn't get enough light shed on it. And I definitely wanted to have the space and opportunity to talk a little bit more about that. As athletes, we have these ideas of how our bodies should look, whether that's within our, you know, within our sport or within our specific role on our team. And we get these ideas based off of the feedback that we receive from our culture, right? So coaches, parents, peers, social media, there's a lot of messaging that happens and there are scripts that have been passed down and reinforced through messaging that contribute to athletes feeling a certain way about their bodies, maybe feeling uncomfortable with the way that we look based on what our culture says that we should look like, what our bodies should look like. It's really common to beat ourselves up for the thoughts that we have about our body, but it's challenging when, again, these messages have been reinforced and we develop these constructs or boxes of, and we put ourselves as athletes in a specific box and hold ourselves to a really, really high standard for what we should, how we should perform, what our bodies should look like. So it's really important as athletes to think about what these constructs are. And what I mean by constructs are these ideas that we have about how our body should look and should feel and how we feel in our bodies and where, you know, work on breaking down where we got this information from, right? So who's been feeding us that information? Have we received comments and feedback from coaches, from parents, um, from media, right? Like from, from our peers, you know, where did these constructs come from, these ideas and really work on breaking down some of those constructs and questioning them. 
there's so much pressure for athletes to maintain a specific aesthetic and have their body look a specific way and perform a specific way. And I think there's a lot of extra pressure in some of the sports where the uniform can leave the athlete feeling pretty vulnerable. You know, sports like swimming, volleyball, running, wrestling, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability, the limited amount of clothes that we wear, you know, when performing those sports and the way our body moves and looks, you know, when we're doing some of those movements in our sport, I think can cause an athlete to feel pretty self-conscious and have a negative perception of their body and really chip away at their body image. I'll speak to my experience playing professional volleyball overseas and how one experience in particular really negatively impacted my body image. I remember playing over in Spain a few years ago and we had public weigh-ins where all of the team, all of the trainers, all of the coaches all congregated around a scale. And it was incredibly traumatizing, you know, stepping up on that scale in front of all of your peers, in front of your coaches, and having them literally tell you that you are too big, you're too fat, you need to drop weight so that you can jump higher. And there was no discussion of what the process looked like. It was just a black and white, pretty clear cut. Here's where you are. Here's where you need to be, right? Like, as I can imagine in wrestling, like here's here's your weight right now. Here's where you need to be. Cut it, figure it out. And you're just left kind of picking up the pieces, feeling, you know, I remember feeling really ashamed, really you know, guilty, feeling like my coaches were disappointed in me when I stepped on that scale and they told me that I needed to drop some weight before the next match. It was heartbreaking and really chipped away at my self-esteem, my self-worth, my confidence, and transformed my relationship to my body and to myself for many years. And that experience in particular, you know, really contributed to a complex relationship with food as if it wasn't already complex. Our relationship to food is very complex as athletes and as humans, but even more so when you're putting that sort of pressure on yourself and you have that kind of public accountability. During that time in my life, there was a lot of restricting of food which led to exhaustion, loss of energy, loss of mental clarity, you know, all of those things that we know restricting of nutrients kind of does to our bodies as athletes, but we do it anyway because of these external pressures. You know, there was also a lot of eating out with the team and eating with the team. And so wanting to kind of fit in in that way, I remember eating those team meals and then purging after a lot of restricting, binging, purging, super unhealthy, which led to, of course, all of those thoughts of, and feelings of guilt and shame and just embarrassment and frustration for not having the willpower to have the relationship to food that I wanted to have and have the relationship to my body that I wanted to have. I wanted it to be healthy. And I think sometimes we 
know that the relationship that we have to our body and to food is unhealthy and we want it to to change and be better but we just don't know how to break out of the cycle and disrupt the pattern and so learning some actionable tools can be super super helpful in helping you kind of break free of this pattern and i think for me at this point in my life you know i was taking the feedback from a coach who had this specific set of constructs and ideas of how his team's body should look in spandex and you know how we should perform and what we were going to look like as a team and how we were going to be represented without really taking the health of the team and understanding how this how his feedback was going to be interpreted or how the team was going to be impacted by it it wasn't until a couple of years after this contract with this team ended that i really started to question some of these beliefs that I had about my body and started to question where the evidence came from and figured out that so many of my negative thoughts relating to my body were due to someone else's perception of how I should look, how I should be perceived, what my body should look like while playing my sport was nothing it was very little to do with me and I think that's the danger of not questioning some of these beliefs and where some of our thoughts are coming from and what evidence is behind them you know we can go on autopilot for years and have a really dysfunctional and unhealthy relationship to our body and to food if we're not questioning where some of these thoughts are coming from and whether or not they have merit where we're getting them from and it's also really important to acknowledge and untangle our identity and our self-worth from our sport and start to identify our values and what we have to bring to the table that doesn't correlate with our aesthetic appearance and who we are and how we show up and what our body looks like in our sport. Once we start to cultivate this awareness, then we can really start to untangle some of these patterns that keep us stuck in having a shitty relationship to our body and to food. And it's really important to have these authentic conversations about our experiences with our body image and our complex relationship to food and kind of talk about some of the not so fun, ugly stuff so that we can better learn from each other and relate to one another. And it's so helpful to have these conversations that make us uncomfortable. Nothing makes us more uncomfortable than talking about our bodies and our relationship to our body and our complex relationship to food. But that's where the growth is. That's where the learning is. It's important to have these hard conversations so that we can grow and learn from each other. I think it's also really important to question your identity and self-worth when talking about body image as well because as athletes there's so much of our identity that's wrapped up in our athletic performance and who we are as athletes it's important to clarify who you are the values that you have as a person and really start to untangle and detach your worth from your aesthetic which can be really challenging 
I also want to talk about this idea of body neutrality relating to body image and kind of what that means, this idea of body neutrality. I think we all, you know, as athletes and humans have this idea of what our body should look like and what our body image should look like and our relationship to our thoughts should look like and our relationship to our food, what that should look like. And when we feel like it doesn't look like it should, or we're not having the thoughts that we feel like we should be having, we start beating ourselves up for having these thoughts. We start trying to push these thoughts away and start to avoid people, places, or things because that brings up how dysfunctional our relationship to food or our relationship to our body actually is. And so rather than utilizing the tactic of avoiding, avoiding the thoughts, avoiding foods, avoiding situations, you know, I want to talk about how we can work with our thoughts and use some of these tools to actually have a more healthy relationship to our body and to ourselves. And so this idea of body neutrality is really just accepting that, you know, our days are going to all look different, you know, and we're not going to love our body every single day. We're not going to like our body every single day. You know, that's going to look different from day to day, depending on our mood, what we eat, how well we slept, right? Like all of these different pillars that can be so impactful in influencing our relationship to our body and to ourselves. And so I think it's really important to give ourselves grace as athletes to, and just have this acknowledgement that our body's going to look different each day, depending on what we put into it, the time of day, um, all of these different influencing factors. And it's okay not to love our bodies every single day. It's okay not to like our bodies every single day. Instead, this concept of neutrality, of just accepting that we're cool with not liking our body every day, we're cool with not loving our body every day. And instead, we're going to focus on how our body fuels us, how strong it feels, um, what's going right with our body, instead of hyper fixating on how we should look and how we should feel and how our body should be performing. So I want to move toward the actionable tips that we can take today as athletes to start improving our relationship to our body, to start improving our relationship to food and what we can actually be doing to kind of move closer, to get one step closer toward having a healthy relationship to ourselves and to our bodies. And so I think the first tip and the first step would be really breaking down those constructs, you know, making a list of what ideas you have about your body and how it should look and how it should perform. And then really just deconstructing where you got some of those ideas and what messaging has influenced maybe some of these ideas. That's really important to, to start there. And I think the second tip would be to label your beliefs, these beliefs that you have about yourself, 
uh, like we spoke about earlier, I think it's really challenging sometimes to kind of untangle our identity and who we are as an athlete and who we are as a person. And really looking at yourself as a whole person is super important, uh, especially as you deal with things like injury and transitioning from you know college to professional sports or professional sports to retiring or being a high school athlete to a college athlete all of these different transitions and how your identity kind of shifts throughout those transitions. So super important to look at the beliefs that you have about who you are, you know, and where you got some of those beliefs. Who are you as a person? You know, I believe that I have integrity. I believe that I'm a hard worker. I believe that, you know, X, Y, and Z. And really making sure that some of these beliefs that you have about yourself are separate from your athletic identity as well. And the third actionable step kind of in conjunction with the second tip would be to look at the values that you bring to the table that are separate from your athletic identity and separate from your aesthetic appearance. Who are you? What values do you have to bring to the table? I definitely recommend with each of these tips, taking notes, you know, pen to paper, pencil to paper, you know, just adds to the therapeutic benefit of really dissecting some of these constructs and and these belief systems. So getting all of that written out in front of you so that you have a clear idea about where you stand with your body, where you stand with your identity, um, your relationship to yourself and to your body, really breaking that all down. So it's good to kind of have a pen to paper experience and use that list, use this journal as a reference for the future. The last tip that can really improve your relationship to yourself and to your body is cultivating this awareness within your body. So really encourage any sort of guided meditation, yoga, any somatic practice where you're moving in at a slow pace and you're really getting in touch with what your body is doing for you. And you're letting yourself kind of linger in that state of gratitude for your body and all that it allows you to do that's separate from your athletic performance. So I have a few guided meditations. I will link a couple of them in the show notes that um, can really help with body image and cultivating this awareness and space that's really important to have when you're trying to untangle and have a better relationship to yourself and to your body. What keeps people stuck in these patterns of having an unhealthy relationship to their body and to their self is that this idea is really normalized and widely accepted. It's really important to question that narrative and it's an important message for athletes to hear that if you are struggling with your relationship to your body that you do deserve for that relationship to look different and to look healthy. You don't have to suffer in silence and carry this burden and feel isolated and guilt-ridden and shame-ridden. It does take work and it is a process, but it is possible to transform your relationship um, to your body and to food. And when you're an athlete struggling with disordered eating, then I would definitely recommend that you seek therapy, find a therapist that you like who can help you work through some of these belief systems and some of this work that's really hard to do, possible to do by yourself, but 
always helpful to have the support of a professional. Ready, Set, Mindful is a resource for athletes who are looking to improve their body image, their relationship to food. So if you are interested in working with Ready, Set, Mindful, make sure you check us out on the website, readysetmindful.com or reach out to another professional in your area or online because you do deserve for this relationship to your body and to yourself to be healthy. If you liked what you heard on today's solo episode, make sure that you let me know your thoughts by writing a review and subscribe to the podcast for more solo episodes like this one. And stay tuned next week as we have another guest episode. If you're not already following us on social, we're at Ready, Set, Mindful on Instagram and make sure you check us out at readysetmindful.com. We're going to be having some upcoming workshops and course very soon. So make sure you stay tuned for that and we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining.